Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Friday, February 2nd. Coming up, Kansas City's most popular blues musician has had her ups and downs. Through it all, she's remained resilient. I've got a great band and I've got great songs and we deserve the world and we're getting it. (laughs) We'll hear about the wild ride that led up to Danielle Nicole's new album. Plus, Kansas is part of an increasingly small group of states with no legal marijuana. This year, there's renewed political pressure to legalize medical cannabis, and key lawmakers say they're open to discussing it. But first, some headlines. A transgender woman who worked for the Kansas Department of Corrections is suing the agency. Dylan Lyson of the Kansas News Service reports she says the agency wouldn't acknowledge her transition or stop coworkers and inmates from harassing her. Shelley Lamb is a former counselor and supervisor for the Kansas Department of Corrections prison facility in Hutchinson. She says in addition to harassment, the state agency also retaliated by taking away her workload and moving her office. Madeline Johnson of Missouri-Kansas Queer Law is Lamb's attorney. Johnson says the agency would not let Lamb publicly transition in the workplace, and that violates federal law. Prohibiting her from wearing even professional women's clothing or wearing any makeup or hair pieces to present female. Kansas Department of Corrections officials declined to comment on the lawsuit. Lamb says she resigned from her position because of the hostile workplace. She wants the department to pay her for lost wages and benefits. The Nelson Atkins Museum of Art has received a $4.5 million gift. KCUR's Julie Denishay reports the money is earmarked for the photography department. The major grant comes from the Hall Family Foundation and will be distributed over three years, according to a press release. Nineteen years ago, the foundation donated the Hallmark Photographic Collection to the museum. Since then, it's grown to more than 16,400 works and spans the history of photography. It's now the museum's largest collection. The new grant will support staffing, research and travel, the acquisition of new works, exhibitions and more. The Kansas City Council has approved nearly $1 million in funding for a possible Super Bowl victory parade for the Kansas City Chiefs. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal reports. The City Council voted unanimously to greenlight $975,000 for a possible championship parade. Despite worries, the move could jinx the Chiefs' chances. Kansas City Mayor Quinton Lucas said it's $225,000 more than council approved for the Chiefs' Super Bowl celebration last year. The cost increase relates to a few items. The increased cost of transportation, of course, over time for public safety personnel and other city employees. If the Chiefs win, fans can expect the championship parade to happen the Wednesday after the game, which is also Valentine's Day. We'll be back after this. Kansas City Today podcast is supported by City Year, an education equity nonprofit placing near peer student success coaches in public schools and social emotional skills of kids in the community. Learn more at cityyear.org slash Kansas City. Longtime Kansas City blues boss Danielle Nicole has a new album out. Bill Brownlee reports for KCUR the album finds her shaking off an old blues once again. 
Danielle Nicole's powerful voice has been admired around the world for decades. But she's never felt empowered, she says. Now, though, she's taking control. Watch you smile to my it is a new phase in my career. You know, the thing is, I can't help the year that I was born. I can't help that I am 41 years old. And I don't know if it's like I just got into the the zero Fs era, you know, and that might be getting into my grown girl phase or whatever. The rock and blues artist from Kansas City showcases her transition artfully on the album The Love You Bleed, just released by 40 Below Records. After 20 years in this business and literally clawing from the bottom twice, I'm at a point now where I'm like, you know what, I know my worth. Danielle Nicole first defied the odds when her family band trampled underfoot burst out of Kansas City's bar rooms. I've got a bad, bad feeling my baby's doing something wrong. It became one of the blue circuit's most prominent acts. But when they broke up at the height of their popularity, Danielle Nicole had to start over. You know, I had a I had a pretty chaotic upbringing, to put it mildly. You know, I grew up going to blues jams at 10 years old. The one song that I did was the Coco Taylor's Never Trust a Man, and it's like, you know, the second verse starts out about, now that I'm grown, now that I'm grown, I know what mama was trying to do. Danielle Nicole grew up fast, and she took the music to heart. So I always sang about grown stuff. You know, one of the things of blues that gravitated that I gravitated to was was that was working through the pain and and for a lot of years instead of working through it I was wallowing in it, you know. And I think that that just I could identify with that pain, you know, with the with the loss, with with the anger, with with the depression. Danielle Nicole's 2018 solo album, Cry No More, was nominated for a Grammy Award, but the honor was bittersweet. Six months before my Grammy nomination, my manager and booking agency dropped me. I had no representation when I got my Grammy nomination. It got worse. And my label rep called me and let me know that I was dropped from the label. I called, I I consider him a friend, is Ken Shepard, Kenny Wayne Shepard's dad. And he was like, this is my advice to you. Own your masters. No matter what you do, no matter what label you go to, own your stuff. For her new album, she took his advice. I've put out 10 records between Trampled Underfoot and and my catalog. And this is the first time I haven't felt screwed. (laughs) And it's because I own my stuff. Danielle Nicole's reinvigorated perspective is reflected in the new song, Make Love. thankful um, for everybody and every bit of support that I've ever had, but I also have worked my butt off to get here. So, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm worthy. And I've, I, I don't know if I know, I've felt that necessarily before. I put on a really great show and people feel and I connect and I've got a great band and I've got great songs and we deserve the world and we're getting it. <laughs>
Not only does Danielle Nicole have a right to sing the blues, she now owns her blues. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Bill Brownlee. Kansas is one of only a few states where people have no legal access to recreational or medical marijuana. There's a new push to change that this year. While the governor and many lawmakers support medical cannabis, legislators haven't taken any action yet. Kansas News Service State House reporter Daniel Cottle spoke with editor Stephen Caranda about where things stand right now. As we know, Daniel, Kansas has not legalized marijuana for medical or recreational use. How rare does that make us across the country? So far, 38 states have approved the medical use of cannabis in some form or another, along with D.C. and three U.S. territories. Recreational marijuana has been legalized in 24 states. In Kansas, only CBD is legal, which was legalized in 2018, but cannabis products with a high THC content remain illegal. That's the psychoactive compound in marijuana. Most of the states surrounding Kansas are included in that number that have medical marijuana or even recreational marijuana. Why has Kansas not followed suit? Some of the states that legalized marijuana did so through your typical lawmaking process, but in other states like Missouri, where the legislature is a little bit more conservative, medical or recreational marijuana has been legalized through what they call a ballot initiative. Those are direct questions to voters on their ballots that are prompted by a citizen-led petition. In Kansas, the issue just hasn't been a priority for most Republicans in the legislature, and ballot initiatives are just not an option because the state has no legal framework for them. Despite those roadblocks, activists are pressuring lawmakers to take up the issue this year. Here's Cheryl Cumberg, president of the Kansas Cannabis Coalition. It just is the same excuses all these years, the same rhetoric from opponents and legislators, and nothing really changes. Do we know how widespread the support for legalizing cannabis is in Kansas? One poll from last year by Fort Hayes State shows that about two-thirds of Kansans support legalizing marijuana for both medical and recreational use. And in some cities like Lawrence, they basically stopped prosecuting possession of marijuana, effectively legalizing it. Kelly Ripple, co-founder of Kansans for Hemp, says that that de facto approach is not preferred by advocates. It leaves uh, inconsistency of, around enforcement, not only in communities, but also the district attorneys in counties. And they may not charge, that's fine, but we need to have something on the books that actually says we are not going to criminalize this. Um, especially for personal possession. I guess the big question, Daniel, is, is this the year? Uh, what do we think the chances are for medical marijuana this time around? So right now, lawmakers are really focused on passing tax relief, and so a lot of other issues are receiving less attention. In 2021, the Kansas House passed a bill that would legalize smokeless cannabis products for medical use, but it was never taken up by the Senate. Some House lawmakers have said they're optimistic for a discussion on medical marijuana in the coming weeks, but they're hoping the Senate will take the lead. Here's Republican Representative Nick Hoheisel, who voted for the 2021 bill. I think it does have some traction. I know folks are talking about it. Uh, everybody's becoming more aware of it and how, how popular medical marijuana is in Kansas currently and how well it polls. Back in 2021, some Republicans opposed the bill for conflicting the federal government or because they wanted more details on dosage and distribution. 
Republican Senate President Ty Masterson is one of the key lawmakers who has opposed medical marijuana in past sessions, but he recently said he's open to a discussion. It remains to be seen whether the Senate will actually take up the issue this year or not, but Democratic Governor Laura Kelly would most likely sign a bill if lawmakers send her one. That was Daniel Cottle and Stephen Caranda of the Kansas News Service. The Kansas News Service is a KCUR-based collaboration, including KMUW, Kansas Public Radio, and High Plains Public Radio. It reports on health, the many factors that influence it, and their connection to public policy. Find more at ksnewsservice.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Bill's story about Danielle Nicole and Daniel's story about marijuana in Kansas, visit KCUR.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. If you like our show, make sure to leave us a review to help us reach new listeners. On Monday, we'll hear more about a group of conservative lawmakers that's been clashing with leadership in the Missouri legislature. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.